Welcome to the Point is to Serve podcast. We want to encourage you towards a vibrant and active faith in Jesus Christ. For more information about our ministry, visit our website at thepointistoserve.org. And now, here's this week's teaching. Good morning, everybody. So I think our precious children did an amazing job at putting us in the Christmas spirit. But I thought I would just carry that on by sharing a couple Christmas jokes. They're kind of dumb, so stick with me. Um, Okay. How do you wash your hands over the holiday? With sanitizer. (laughs) All right. Why don't you ever see Santa in a hospital? Because he has private elf care. (laughs) What is the best Christmas present? A broken drum, because you can't beat it. What do you call Santa when he stops moving? Santa paws. (laughs) So dumb. (laughs) Knock, knock. Oh, Chris. Oh, Christmas tree. Oh, Christmas tree. (laughs) What happened to the thief who stole a Christmas calendar? He got 12 months. Okay, this is the last one. This is the last one. What goes oh, oh, oh? Santa walking backwards. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Thank you, thank you. (laughs) Thank you for sticking with me. That was a little cringy. Um, Our message this morning comes from Isaiah 40, verses 1 through 11. So will you please read with me? Comfort, O comfort, my people, says your God. Speak tenderly to Jerusalem. Tell her that her sad days are gone and her sins are pardoned. Yes, the Lord has punished her twice over for all her sins. Listen, it's the voice of someone shouting. Clear the way through the wilderness for the Lord. Make a straight highway through the wasteland for our God. Fill in the valleys and level the mountains and hills. Straighten the curbs and smooth over the rough places. When the glory of the Lord will be revealed and all people will see it together, the Lord has spoken. A voice said, shout. I said, what should I shout? Shout that people are like the grass. Their beauty fades as quickly as the flowers in a field. The grass withers and the flowers fade beneath the breath of the Lord. And so it is with people. The grass withers and the flowers fade, but the word of our God stands forever. O Zion, messenger of good news, shout from the mountaintops. Shout it louder, O Jerusalem. Shout and do not be afraid. Tell the towns of Judah, your God is coming. Yes, the sovereign Lord is coming in power. He will rule with a powerful arm. See, he brings his reward with him as he comes. He will feed his flock like a shepherd. He will carry the lambs in his arms, holding them close to his heart. He will greatly lead the mother's sheep with their young. 
if I were to give you the KLT, the Kayla Living translation, of uh, the context of the verse and the theology mumbo jumbo that's going on here, it would sound like this. And as I always say with the KLT, don't just take my word for it. Go find out for yourself. Go research it on your own, not just the way my brain paraphrases it. But so the first half of the book of Isaiah is about the prophet Isaiah speaking to Jerusalem and all of its leaders, telling them to turn back to God. He's imploring with them, follow God, or else you'll experience his judgment in the form of the countries of Assyria and Babylon, taking your land and hauling you all away into exile. Well, no one listened to Isaiah, and that's exactly what happened. Assyria and Babylon did indeed conquer Jerusalem, and the Israelites were in exile. There you go. You've been brought up to speed on the theology and all the background of our verse this morning. The audience of this morning's passage, verse 41 through 11, are the Israelites who have been called out of exile. God wants his people to know that their sins are forgiven and that he is going to send hope and he's going to send comfort. You just need to prepare for it. God is essentially preparing his people's hearts for the coming of Jesus. He's telling people, clean up your act and clean up your heart because a king is coming to rescue you. You just need to be ready for it. These verses this morning are God assuring his people that they are no longer in exile and that their sins are forgiven. We learn a lot about the nature of God in our verse this morning and how tender and comforting and how loving of a father he is. The whole book of Isaiah is basically just a red carpet being rolled out for Jesus to soon take the stage. And in chapter 9 of Isaiah, the people of Jerusalem are told of a king that is to come and to save them all. We know that king to be Jesus. In these verses we're studying this morning, we know that the author is alluding to Jesus coming to the rescue because of what we read in verse 11. Verse 11 is talking about the Lord coming as a shepherd who carries his sheep close to his heart. This is the same language that we see Jesus speaking in the New Testament in, verse, uh, in John 10, verse 11. Jesus is talking about himself, and he says, I am the good shepherd. The good shepherd lays down his life for the sheep. I think what we're supposed to take away from this passage this morning is we serve a God who provides comfort for his people who are hurting. We serve a just God who provides judgment when judgment is due, but he doesn't leave us there to hang out to dry. God walks with us in our hurt and in our damage. He walks with us and he provides us with Jesus. Jesus is the best gift we could have ever received. And when I was writing this message, when I was preparing, I was really putting myself in the shoes of the Israelites, who's the audience of our verse, um, and I was just thinking about, like, they had no context of who Jesus was and his life and his mission. So when they're told, like, this comfort is coming, they had no idea what was going to hit them when they were introduced to Jesus. So I'm very thankful that when we're told that we have access to comfort and that comfort is coming, we know that it's Jesus and we know what that comfort can look like and we know what that comfort can feel like. I want to tell you guys a story of mine, a story of when I felt very comforted by God. It's actually the story of how I accepted the job here as youth pastor um, here at The Point. And it might be a long story, but I think it's one of my better stories. So I'll try to make it interesting and stick with me. <laughs> 
So in the fall of 2019, in September, when school started, I started volunteering here at the point in the youth department. I was a leader on Wednesday nights. I led a small group with Toby, and Joel was the youth pastor at the time, and it rocked. Um, yeah, Stephen was there too. Um, <laughs> um, throughout this whole time of me coming to volunteer at the point, starting in 2019, Joel and I had been meeting for coffee every single Friday morning um, at Cooper's Cafe, the little coffee shop that's on campus at USF. Every single Friday at 10 a.m., him and I would just sit and talk about the Lord and about ministry and about the youth group. Um, and we really grew a friendship and we really grew this mentorship relationship. Um, so then in January of 2020, I went to Israel with USF and it was totally awesome. And I came back and Joel texted me and he was like, hey, I'd love to hear about your Israel trip. Do you wanna get together? on a Tuesday, not a Friday, I remember. Um, and I would love to hear more about your trip. And we met in Cooper's and I was going on and on and on and on about Israel. I was showing him pictures and telling him stories, just going on. And when there was kind of a natural break in our conversation, he goes, well, there's actually a reason I wanted to meet with you today. And I was like, I've been going on and on and on about Israel, okay. <laughs> um, and he was explaining to me that the church is going to be undergoing a transition period. Our head pastor, Alan Kiesbo, is retiring and stepping down as head pastor, and I'm going to be filling that role as head pastor. And that leaves a natural gap for a youth pastor, and we would love to offer that position to you. And I think I went like this. Uh, <laughs> I was not expecting to have that conversation at that time. And Joel just said, think about it, pray about it, talk to your people, pray to God, and just let us know. And I immediately, when we left that meeting, I ran into my dorm and I called my mom and I told her all about it. And we both just started crying because it was just so cool. Like we were both so amazed at the magnitude of this opportunity. Um, and just so thankful that the Lord would even consider me. Um, and my mom and I were talking and we kind of like paused and I, s I was a junior in college at this point. I forgot to say that, sorry. So I was in my junior year and I remember saying to my mom, that means I can't come home. That means I can't come home for the summer and only being a junior, having no idea what life would look like after graduation, giving this career opportunity, it sounds like it'll be long term. So who knows, I could be living in Sioux Falls after I graduate and that's not the plan, <laughs> no. <laughs> Um, so it was kind of like super exciting, like, oh my gosh, Lord, are you kidding? And also like, this was not my plan. This is not what I wanted. I wanted to go home. Like, this would mean I have to move here. I have to move to South Dakota. Um, so I spent a long time just praying with the Lord, praying for guidance and praying for his comfort. Um. And during this time in my life, I was reading this book. It's called Hind's Feet on High Places by Hannah Hernard. It was written in 1955, so it's a classic. So I'm sure you all have heard of it. Um, and if you've never heard of it, it's called Hind's Feet on High Places. Um, and I was reading this book, and it's about this girl. Her name is Much Afraid. And she lives in the Valley of Humiliation. And she's all deformed. She has facial deformities and a gimp leg, and she is not 
society's definition of beauty. And she gets made fun of and she gets um, just tormented for the way that she looks. Um, and she works for this guy in the valley called the Great Shepherd. And the Great Shepherd is the figure of God in this book. And the Great Shepherd says to Much Afraid, come with me to the high place. I want to take you on a journey and I will heal you and I want to restore you and I want to give you courage and I want to give you boldness. And she goes, okay, I'm in. So Much Afraid says yes to going on this journey and Much Afraid is given these two guides named Sorrow and Sadness. And Sorrow and Sadness take Much Afraid down the path and the book is about going on adventures and finding the Lord along the way. And they're going up, 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 and they're climbing the mountain, and they're going up to the high place, and it's so beautiful. And then the path starts going down, away from the mountain, down into a desert. And Much Afraid goes, no, 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 no. We're going up to the high place, not down to a desert. The Great Shepherd lied to me. Mm -mm. He lied to me, this is not the path. You're wrong, sorrow and sadness. You don't know what you're doing. And her guides are like, no, this is the way. We know this way. We go on this all the time. Follow us. Trust us. This is the way. She's like, no, no, this is going down. This is going against everything that the great shepherd promised me. No, I'm not doing it. And she's just like crying and crying. And she calls upon the great shepherd. And the great shepherd comes near to her. And much afraid, like, you lied to me. You told me we were going up and this is going down. The great shepherd's like, no, like, trust me. This is the way. And she's like, no, you lied to me. I'm going up. This is going down. My heart desire is to go up. And the great shepherd just looks at her and says, do you love me? Ooh, it makes me cry every time. <laughs> he just looks at her and says, do you love me enough to go down into the desert? And she's like, of course. You know that I love you. Of course. And he says, then down into the desert you go. And it was at that point in reading this in this book that I knew that I was supposed to take the job um, and move to South Dakota. Uh, my heart desire was to be at home with my family and my community back home in Minneapolis. But the Lord just said, do you love me? And I felt this unbelievable comfort and this unbelievable peace of, okay, I can do this. I felt so comforted and it was just a milestone in my life with the Lord. So the message I want to get across this morning is we serve a God who comforts. And we serve a God who loves us so much that he gave us his only son to hold our hands and to walk with us on this broken and hurting earth. God comforts us through his son and through his Holy Spirit. We serve a God who comforts us in our relationships when they fail and when our relationships hurt us. And we serve a God who comforts us when we're financially struggling. And we serve a God who comforts us when we're forced to be in the same room with the relative that we don't get along with over the holidays. <laughs> and we serve a God who comforts us somehow, some way, when tornadoes come through and destroy our land. So whatever it is you're facing, my friend, whatever mountain you're standing at the bottom of and looking up at and it's just so daunting, the Lord is your comfort and he is your guide. He is your shepherd. Shepherd.
Comfort, oh comfort, my friends. Will you please pray with me? Lord, we come before you, and I just say thank you for meeting us in this place. I say thank you for being a God who comforts us, even when we don't deserve it or when we haven't earned it, Lord. You just love us that much, and you comfort us anyway. Lord, I pray for each of us in here that no matter what we're going through, no matter what this life is trying to throw at us, Lord, that you would assure us with your comfort and with your Holy Spirit, and that you would equip us to keep moving forward even if it means going down into the desert. Father, we love you, and we just pray for your comfort this holiday season. Lord, in your name we pray. Amen. Thanks for tuning in to the Point is to Serve podcast series. For more information about pursuing a relationship with Jesus Christ or information about the Point is to Serve ministry, visit our website at thepointistoserve.org. Thank you, and God bless.